0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, kids, one and all to the greatest show on the upcoming UEFA Euros 2020-2021. Welcome to Eurowatch. Uh, I'm Ritik Sarkar.
1: And I am Alex Barker, or Euro expert. I don't know which one to go with left.
0: <laughs> and uh, welcome welcome to our show, um, uh, if you've been uh, following us from before, just a quick refresher. Alex and I have been uh, recording EuroWatch, we've been getting content ready for you so you can be completely clued in to this year's upcoming Euros. Welcome back to our previous listeners and welcome to the new ones of you who are just tuning in. Uh, today, Alex and I are going to be talking about something that really doesn't get talked about a bit bit uh we're gonna be talking about the captains from the legendary um figures of yesteryear from people like carles puyol people like bern schuster people like frank Rijkaard. we're gonna be talking a little bit about how the captains now fare off uh, gonna see how um captains and their roles have changed and whether or not we really do need a captain in a football team anymore alex what's your thought on that hot take
1: oh that's something I think the captain's kind of spread... The role is spread around, I guess, now, because it's like, you know, you've got... You, you, you different members of a dressing room that will do, do like, the team motivation things. I don't think it's on one person. But then again, I don't know how it's always been. Maybe in the past, a bit more importance has played on them. Now I feel like it's a bit more... I don't know I feel it's less important, but I guess we're going to see. Certainly some of the people we've got on here... Um, feel feel less important, but <laughs> we're kind of yeah. going to get into them. I did, I, I'll i say as well, so this is Rittick's idea. It's a really good <laughs> idea, but I've taken it and ran with it. We're going to be run through... Oh, every... he's run. He's run with it. Trust I, I, we're going to be going through every captain of every team. We're going to try and cap it ourselves to two minutes per captain at maximum. Um, I'm going to rank their importance out of 10. What we think their importance to the team is out of 10. Um... Ristic, would you like to start us off?
0: Well, okay, we're gonna start off with the tastiest group because I know that you guys are always here for the beginning ten minutes when Alex and I banter. So we're gonna start you off with the group of death.
1: Don't do it. Okay, let's go. Group
0: yeah, F. yeah, we're going all the way to F. And uh, to start things off, we have Germany's Manuel Neuer. Um, uh... now. For people for people confused as to why Neuer is captain, we 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 share in your hesitance uh here at EuroWatch. Because here at EuroWatch, we we haven't been kind to Joachim Le. Um and Manuel Neuer was one of the only, we'd say senior members of the squad who kept his place when um Loh decided to exile Thomas Müller, Matt Hummels, and Jerome Boateng, all three of whom would have made, you know, pretty decent captains. Um And Manuel Neuer, the man in goal, was trusted with the captain's armband. Now, we've seen people like Iker Casillas before lifting trophies, leading from the back. But Neuer is not really leading a team that, or leading close to the same team that won uh, the World Cup a couple of years back. And I don't know, Alex, even as a goalkeeper right now, I'm very against the idea of a goalkeeper being captain.
1: Uh, I, I'm less of that. I, I, I don't think about it too much. But my my contribution to Neuer is that the only remembrance I have of him, at least for the national team, is that Lowe was going to drop him for Tistegen and then um, Rossi's name, the um, uptight will prick at Bayern. Oh, yeah, that's will the one. Honest? Yeah, that's the one. Spot on. Uh, he came out and said, I will stop any German player playing for the German national team if, if Manuel Neuer is dropped. So
0: Yeah, the clarification uh, there is any German player from Bayern Munich.
1: Oh yeah, any German player, sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Only o-
0: Hornets didn't go full Hitler there. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I will say I have got, I, I, but I'm sticking to our times because I know I personally have to waffle on. I am going to say that Neuer is of 7 out of 10 importance to Germany.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And going on from that um, from that spicy take, we're going on to another keeper captain, uh, defending World Cup winning captain and leader of Tottenham Hotspur as well. Actually, not leader of Tottenham Hotspur, but the man between the Spurs sticks. It's Ugo Lloris.
1: Yes, yes. I, I'll kick <laughs> this off. I'll kick this off. As someone who's watched the Tottenham all or nothing, um, when Ugo Lloris was injured and a certain other player from Tottenham was leading the team talks, uh, for the team, um, they were a lot worse than when Hugo Lloris came back in, and he oh he actually looks. He, you know what? I've seen a bit more of him as a captain behind the scenes, if you can call it, and he does look like a great leader. Now he had a bit of a blunder in the last World Cup final, but mm. uh, but he's. You know what? I don't think his position is quite under threat. I think he's. I think. This is a high-ranking captain, Rittich, especially to the French national team. I guess he's one of the more senior players. I'm... He's been
0: Deschamps' captain for a minute.
1: Yeah, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to... Uh, straight off the bat, I'm going to say a 9 out of 10 importance for Hugo Lloris.
0: I'd, I'd give Hugo Lloris an 8 out of 10. I guess as a, in the team, you have a lot of players who have leadership characteristics. And Hugo Lloris is basically the guy who the defender's ahead of him saying, well, you know, if we fuck up, Hugo U- U- will handle it. And that's pretty much. That's pretty or much. He, it. Or
1: he will squirm it into his own net,
0: <laughs> just like the final of the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> moving, moving on from that gargantuan to another one, we have the captain of the defending European captain. I would say, yeah, I think that's correct. It's uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. At the at the sprightly young age of 36, he's possibly gonna play his last European tournament. Lost last year championships. Although God knows he's he's more fit than anybody else in the Serie or the Portuguese national team. Um I think uh, Ronaldo is the epitome of do do by example. Ronaldo will always set the bar as high to show everybody what you need to win. He's 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 pulled. Portugal by the scruff of their necks to draws and victories in qualifying campaigns, in matches, um, in tournaments. I think Ronaldo really emphasizes that captain, that leadership figure. You know, he's always he's not really tactically pointing people one way or the other. But when you see Ronaldo on the pitch, you feel a lot safer.
1: Um. Yeah. I think as at the beginning of this, I was thinking. I don't know because Ronaldo, whenever he's in the team, like it's that classic thing like Messi, right? Whenever he's in the team, it feels like everyone's playing towards Ronaldo, and there's the argument: Are Portugal better off without him? But mm. I, I, I would imagine nine out of ten. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like as a captain, he's a bit too whiny at times. I don't know why. I mean,
0: Leo, he's a bit too whiny sometimes. Yeah, Let's exactly.
1: So I don't think he's a full <laughs> ten out of ten, you know. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a nine, nine out of ten. What about you?
0: Ah, I would say nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. No one deserves a ten, so nine out of ten.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I oh, we'll we'll be debating that, Ritik. about. We'll be, be debating that. <laughs> let's, let's move on to the um the lo- the last captain of uh, group F. The most exciting one is Adam, Shalai. Shalai. S- Shalai. S- Shalai. S- <laughs> S- sh- the Hungarian captain who plays for FC Mainz. Ritic. this guy, he's a striker. Do you know how many goals he's got? He's got one in his last 16 appearances. And, yeah, and uh, that
0: one goal came, I believe, very recently. And it was his first goal since December 2019.
1: Oh, what a hero he is. And you know what, Mainz obviously are having a great season too. They were... Um, they're they're six points off the relegation
0: spaces they they survive if you want a captain you want a captain who knows how to survive in in many ways i feel like Shalai, especially being at mines is the perfect ground to really lead the hungarian team because he knows how to fight i'll give him that he knows how to fight
1: he was at real madrid's b team so i think i'm gonna have to give him a a five out of ten
0: i'd say i'd say six out of ten because there's a lot of expectation on him and if, if if he does just, like, score or assist or, like, shouts at one uh, defender and the defender starts doing better, he's he, he, he'll, he'll have done his job. It's it's an impossible task ahead of him, so nothing to lose.
1: Okay, I'm going to pick the, the, the next group. We're going go sure. to go to, because you, you threw me out of the picture there. I, I'm going <laughs> to go to my, my favorite group in terms of the uh, the facts. We are going to go to group B um oh R- my rittick i'd like to kick you off with russia please
0: <laughs> artem zhuba um can
1: i read it i don't know if you yeah. already have have you already read i this? have oh, okay. I, I
0: have read it but i let i let alex go Alex is right. a bit of a way with words sometimes and i feel like this is primed and ready right. so it's
1: artem zhuba Ar- oh zhuba the he's the captain of russia Uh, He's scored 16 goals in 26 matches this season, six assists. The 32-year-old, he's he's doing pretty good. He's played for Russia for quite a long time, played in the Russian Premier League. Generally successful striker. Um, He's had a bit of controversy uh, (laughs) in, in... um, if anyone remembers William Saliba, I mean, I don't need to say anyone remembers. Everyone knows William Saliba. Imagine that times 10. On November 8th, 2020, Dajuba was actually uh, dropped from the Russian national team ahead of matches against Moldova, Turkey, and Serbia, big nations, Um, after an explicit video depicting him masturbating, leaked and went viral on Russian social media. So, his rec- What a proper Slav. He, his reputation's a bit balanced, I'd in say. The mod,
0: in the mud, in the mud. Yeah,
1: written <laughs> based off that. Where would you? What would you give a Tajuber out of ten?
0: Honestly, if <laughs> it's a, given this context, I'd actually give him a seven, and I'll tell you why. Uh, he's he's a constant threat for Russia. He has absolutely no shame.
1: Absolutely. No shame. His
0: his his response to the entire issue on the on on the um on the video leaking was like, yeah, shit happens. Okay. <laughs> and technically he's not done anything wrong. It's just embarrassing. And he clearly doesn't feel much shame about it. And I think that's good. I think that's a good thing for Russia. It's like, yeah, it's happened. You've watched it, everyone's watched it, your mom's watched it, my wife's watched it. Big shit. Now we're just gonna go on and play again. And um He's he's a he's a tough nut like most of Russian most of Russia's players he's a tough nut to crack and um, yeah I, I I fancy his chances but then again I don't really fancy Russia's chances so uh, middle of the road actually I'll take that seven on put it on a six
1: I, you know what I'm gonna if it's ranking importance to the team I'm gonna have to go for a nine because I feel like he'll bring the squad together laughing at him that like he'll be in the dressing room and <laughs> I I imagine there's gonna be lots of puns. Like, I hope like, oh, we beat the team today. Dajuba, beat, beat. Uh, I don't know what beat oh, is in God. Russian, but oh, yeah, I think, God. you know what? Important to the team, I'm going to go over 9 out of 10. I didn't, I, I, oh. I assume, I assume they got thrashed by those teams where he didn't play because clearly he's very important. Um we're trying to pick the next team?
0: Um, I'm actually going to go uh, to maybe some, someone who people don't really know too much about. It's Simon cap um i actually had the uh very distinct pleasure of meeting simon care uh when he was a guest uh, for the indian super league this was god knows back oh in 2012 my god. This is i was facts. yeah yeah uh, for the publication i was working with the time i got a press pass and uh, he happened to be there and not many people knew who he was and uh we were talking a little bit about you know the art of being a defender, i got gotten all of like two minutes from him before he had to be scurried off. But, um, a very, very solid, solid person to talk to. He's 32 now. He's probably maybe 25 then. He's much, much younger as I was too. Uh, poor Alex must have been a proper schoolboy at that point, but, uh, diverting back, um, he is a very important player for Milan. Um, he is a hard nut defender. He, um, Obviously, has been captaining the Danish national team for a while. He captained the under 19s. He's someone who's had leadership throughout, um, throughout the uh, you know international part of his career. So,
1: so uh, when you met him, did he like inspire you to play games against Belgium, Finland, and Russia? Was he that sort of figure?
0: He was that sort of figure. I was like, yeah, have confidence in yourself, and you know, you won't be embarrassed. It's that, oh that, that, that kind of that, that kind of straightforward guy. They um, say
1: they say don't meet your heroes, but oh, so, I mean, Simon Kier. Oh, what, what, man, what would what you a, what would you rank him?
0: I would rank him a solid eight. I I feel like he's a kind of player. Like Denmark have gone through different periods in their in their in their history where they've given the captaincy to like their most important player, and I'm pretty much against that policy. Um obviously Ericsson is having a completely different season at Inter Milan right now. Obviously he's one um and he used to be the captain off and on. But I think Kiar is the right gun captain. I love center backs as captains. I think it's a very good position. You know, you see the whole team, you see what's happening and you're able to lead from the back as well. Um yeah, I'd give i give i give Kiar a solid. I
1: would say a nurse there. Won sixty percent of his aerial, of his duels, tackles, and aerial jewels kept free clean sheets for Milan. Um we're recording this before they play Juventus tonight. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna match that and say eight out of ten, I trust your word. Um Yeah. I would like to go to Finland next.
0: Yes, yes, the land of the Formula One champions. <laughs>
1: um you are you you have weird minnow knowledge. Have you did you ever hear of the Finnish captain, thirty four year old Tim Sparv?
0: I cannot say I have. I well, cannot say I have.
1: Let me let me tell you about him. Um, he plays for AE uh, Larissa in the, the Greek first tier. Um, oh wow! Yeah, he's got one goal this season. Big up. Um, I don't know what else because the Greek first tier doesn't release stats. Um, but the most <laughs> noteworthy thing here is that Sparv is in a relationship with Jitka uh, Novakova. Nova Novachkova. Uh, a Czech model and the winner of the oh. Czech Miss Beauty uh, Twenty Eleven beauty pageant. Um, I... Welcome
0: to Your Watch, where you get the stats that no one else gives you. We give you the stats you deserve.
1: Exactly. I would like to say, purely based off that, like, he must be very important. Um, we're... It, you know what? She's. Sh... I think she's out of his league. Um, so I think that must mean he inspires confidence. So I'm gonna have to. But I will say, Tim spab.
0: T- Tim Spoff has an eleven on ten period. so I think that 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 ups Ooh, whatever that, that whatever lack g- of league he has.
1: I was gonna give him a six out of set, six out of set, So i I'm gonna round it up to a seven for that. That's a very important point, Ritic. Thank you for giving that fair seven,
0: a fair right. seven. Yes, yeah, and seven. Uh, from uh, from from the hot topics, we're moving on to a bit of a bit more of a depressing, <laughs> 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 a, bit, a bit more of a depressing thing. It's Belgium. It's uh, the Red Devils. And they're going to be led either by um, the thickest man in the universe Eden Hazard or the Spurs' former ace Jan Vertonghen. Now I'll I'll set the scene for you here. Jan Vertonghen came to Benfica um, as sort of their you know their Captain captaincy Ruben Dias replacement, and he was thoroughly mocked by Portuguese attackers and everybody. Um, in his first four games, I think he conceded like six goals, missed like twenty percent of his aerial duels. It's it, it was it was it was an absolute mare. Since then, however, the thirty-four year old has become the captain of uh, Benfica, kept eleven clean sheets. Well, not done enough to give to prevent Sporting um, uh, Club de Portugal to get their first title since two thousand one, but nonetheless. Um, he is a leader. He's someone I don't think Spurs should have let go of at all in any way possible. Um, and if if there was someone you actually had to choose to be the Belgian captain, I'd rather it be Batongen. Because Eden Hazard's fallen off a cliff since the last World Cup. And yeah. you know, a lot of people said a lot of people said that he should have been given the um, the golden ball player of the tournament over Luka Modric, but I don't see it. I think Eden Hazard epitomizes everything about a guy who is pretty much checked out. He's got the number seven jersey, gets paid, what, 250,000 euros <laughs> a week. <laughs> and he scored fewer goals in two and a half years than Chicharito did for Real Madrid in one I, I hear, season. I,
1: I hear the logic you're speaking, uh, Ritic, but as as previously shown on Eurowatch, I like to counter that logic with um, in, in logic. And I will say, Lohan Vertonghen has clearly turned it around can he inspire a nation's media to put up a hate campaign against him within three hours, like Eden Hazard did oh on Wednesday God. against uh, Chelsea, where he created the, <laughs> he funniest, apologize. The, fun- the funniest video I think I've ever seen in my life with oh Josep Pedro, well, By the way, that was the same station Perros is on to show the Super League. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> We've all seen it. I think. I think based off that, either the Hazard might have to be the pick for me. But I'll, I'll rate Vertonghen an, a, a seven out of ten too. Um, but Hazard, off that, it's, it's got to be a nine. What about you, quickly?
0: Um, Hazard, Hazard seven, Vertonghen eight. Okay,
1: okay. depending
0: on whoever goes for it. Um, halfway yeah, point. So... Pick
1: the next group.
0: Well, 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 well. I am gonna go for Group A. Um, I know Alex is um, cracking his knuckles right now because he's excited. I'm actually going to start with uh, sort of the minnows of Group A. Um, it would be Granite Chaka of I thought Switzerland.
1: Gonna, I so thought you're going to do me dirty there, and it's going. No, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, we,
0: yeah, on. the hot sauce hasn't come out yet. Uh, <laughs> Granite Chaka is sort of like, um, and this is going to be the worst pun, He's Switzerland Swiss Army knife. Um, <laughs> getting bit. um, Get Switzerland have played a variation of a back four and a back three. Jaques played everywhere from central midfield, defensive midfield, center back, um left center mid, and uh, left back as well. Um and i like I like Granit Chaka as a player in the sense that I like what he used to be. Um <laughs> I I thought I thought Arsenal would be the right step up for him, but um, as the past five years have shown, is that Arsenal is not the right step up for anybody. I don't even think it's a right step up for Bukayo Saka. I hope he leaves. Oh. Um, that 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 notwithstanding, uh, Granit Xhaka, as a captain, has had a bit of a rocky history. He was stripped of the captaincy by Arsenal because of um, various indiscretions. Um, without uh, without going too deep into it, but. To his credit, he's bounced back and he's kept his head down now. And as a player, he's doing better. He's a hothead. He's a good player. He's a mercurial presence. And, you know, even though he has a red card in him, I think that's the kind of guy you want to lead your nation. Yeah, I think
1: he's been, um, I think he's been, this has been his most competent season as well. Particularly his performance as a left back. Like, he's been limited at left back, obviously. Especially since Arteta hasn't really. Like, it's not like Giao Cancelo at left back, where it's like, all right, Pep. Pep goes, all right, you go left back, and it means you're going to come inside with these great passes. Arteta says, um, go at left back and play like Kieran Tierney. And Jack is like, mm. no. But I think he's been competent, and I think you, you're hitting the nail on the head there. I would like to kick it off and say, I'd like to go, I'd like to go with. An eight out of ten for Xhaka. Don't we we will have some
0: four and three out of ten coming up soon? Proper it, proper it, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, moving on from uh the nice white cross, we're going to go to the red dragon and we're gonna talk about Alex and my favorite team of the Euros. Don't
1: don't don't, don't include me in that, they're not my favorite.
0: (laughs) of course um endless endless source of banter um ryan giggs is still not um, being reinstated as the full captain he's pending god knows a mountain of illegal action against him which the we've F. always fallen
1: apart too
0: he's fallen apart and their their leader supposedly is is, yeah. gareth, is gareth bale and, and 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 you know what i'll say this bale has had an N number of problems with Real Madrid, and even this season with Spurs, don't let his goal tally and stat padding fool you. But Gareth Bale always gives his best for Wales. He always does give his best for Wales. You can't spell Whale without Ale, and you can't spell Bale without Ale either. <laughs> so he is, I think out of everybody in Wales, like when when he when he comes into the pitch, he starts either as a left winger, right winger, left midfielder, he'll become a center forward if need be. I think for Wales, Gareth Bale always puts his best foot forward. And um, it, was that, it was that famous um, flag, right? Did it say Wales, Golf, Madrid in that order?
1: Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, Bale sticks to that. Bale definitely sticks to that. And I think in the absence of Ryan Giggs possibly, at the, uh, like absent from the touchline or absent from the whole picture, I think Gareth Bale will be exactly what Wales needs to put in some kind of Mount some kind of charge to this. I think, I think you've made
1: two, I think you've made two solid points there, and I think, I you know I I have to agree. I think Gareth bale's probably, you know, the he's had a lot of problems at Madrid, but but on his like you know when he's he he will put the effort in for Wales. Like he will put the best per, version of himself in for Wales, and I also think he's probably Wales's best player. And to reflect that, I do have to give him a rating of three out of ten.
0: I I I see that. I see that. Um, I would give I him a solid seven.
1: No, I think he's finished. I think he's. Fi- it's like he's it's like it's like midweek when everyone was saying, um, it, the, the, there was hype saying oh, Ra- Eden Hazard's starting for Real Madrid tonight against Chelsea. It means that it means that, you know, <laughs> you, you, Eden Hazard's really motivated for it. And I'm like, yeah, right. I could probably I could probably motivate someone's corpse. It doesn't mean they're going to win a football match. So, <laughs> so yeah, Bale was a three out of ten for me.
0: Alrighty, um, from one from one balding man uh, to another, uh, we're gonna be talking. We're <laughs> talking about uh, Leonardo Bonucci um, slash, slash Giorgio Chiellini. My yes. my metaphor applies to both of them. Uh, for Italy, uh, the uh, the last of the summer while of Italy. Um, uh, they say in Italy that uh, players age like fine wines as well, and no more has that been apparent than with Leonardo Bonucci and Giorgio Chiellini, who both. Were part of that 2006 World Cup winning team. Oh my God, Bonucci. that's so actually Bonucci Bonucci, 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 Bonucci made the squad for the group stages. I don't think he played. No, uh, but Giorgio Chiellini was definitely there. He was, he was like just starting off his career. And they've been through all of Italy's history since then. Since not qualifying for World Cup, since getting chucked out of Euro, since reaching a Euro final, they've been there. And I don't think there was there's Anybody else right now who you should consider for the Italian national team captain? And captains matter a lot in Italy. Captains matter a huge deal from the likes of Fabio Cannavaro to Chiellini to, you know, Beressi and uh, Maldini of yesteryear. Italian cap, like they take their captains really seriously and they're both old. This is probably going to be their last <laughs> tournament. I don't think they're going to make the World Cup. Um, probably Bonucci is going to be captain. Um, but, you know, at the, at, at, at the back i think mancini really trusts either one of them yeah because... it depends
1: uh, it depends who starts cuz when um i was looking for it like just to make it clear listeners when when we say slash it's because it's a bit unclear when Benucci is when G- Chiellini isn't playing banucci is the captain and when Chiellini plays, he is the captain. But Chiellini's played 13 starts. But also, I think it's fair for this question, Rittick, that, well, this point, Rittick, that I think Benucci and Chiellini are two players in the world that you could effectively call the same. Like, they're two balding old men who are rock hard centre backs and not much else. So, but I I actually do hear you, especially the Italian captaincy point. I'm not going to make a joke out of it like I did, Mayo. I I would like to go. I don't think they're anywhere near levels of. like a Baresi or a maldini so i'm gonna go over six out of ten for both of them
0: i i i'd actually take it as eight because both of them know how to win and both of them know how to reach finals and especially with how highly I rate at least chances you need the balance of the youth and experience and i think they're gonna bring it this is our last tournament this is that final hurrah
1: let's meet in the middle and then go seven um yeah, that, yeah. That, that leads us to um, our last team in Group A. Oh, would you look at that? It says um, Turkey, Burak Yilmaz, um, in brackets, ten out of ten. Don't even try it, Ritic Cup. Well, well, you know what that means. Well, no, you know, no Ritic. You you, you start off. So <laughs> oh. Burak Yilmaz, obviously, is a ten out of
0: ten. Choking. <laughs> no, go on,
1: go on, go on, go on, go on.
0: Um, yeah, um, hard man, hard, hard, hard man, Tough as nails. Um... Uh, Alex obviously has been if you've been following EuroXport underscore on Twitter you know how much Alex wants uh, this Lille dream to be achieved and the centrepiece of that Lille dream is Burak Yelmaz so Alex take it away why is Burak Yelmaz the right man to lead Turkey?
1: Because he has been a he's been the definition of a leader for Lille in a team where there is an experience where there is youth they haven't got to this stage before. Yilmaz has stepped in and turned into one of the best players in Europe. He's scoring belts from all over the place. He's banging in free kicks like prime Pirlo. And he's leading the line like prime Michael Owen. Like, whether it's racing in behind or holding the ball up like Drogba. He's genuinely been one of the, probably the player of the month uh, for Lille in, for May and possibly April as well. Been absolutely phenomenal. And when I think of leader now, I do think of Barak Ilmaz. So I, it, it's less, it is, I was half joking when I wrote down 10 out of 10, don't even try it Jessica. <laughs> but genuinely, I, I don't think there is a better leader on this list than Barak Ilmaz, at least what's been showing up this season.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Fully agree. I, I'd even I'd even go as far as to say, 10, out of 10. Alex, and I both really, really want Turkey to do well. And hell, if they reach the finals or they even win this tournament, I, I I'd say Chuck Air one out put in Yalmazin. <laughs> yeah. let, let let him let him, let, let him lead the Turkish nation. Go, <laughs> but uh, from there, we're uh, actually going to go to. Um, Group C, because I think there are a lot of interesting stories here, and I'm and I'm I'm actually going to start it off by talking about um, my favorite team in this entire tournament, uh, the youngest nation in this entire tournament. It's North Macedonia, um, and you're probably wondering, oh, why is he talking about such a minnow nation? I'll tell you why. Here it's because <laughs> the centerpiece of North Macedonia is a man named Goran Pandev. And if you talk about like Bonucci and Chiellini aging like a fine wine, this guy takes that to another level. He's a proper 21-year-old scotch. Um, Goran Pandev, for those of you, you know, young enough to remember, was uh, one of Jose Mourinho's centerpieces in the Inter Milan team that won the treble so, so, so many years ago. I believe it was 2000 and 2009, Alex, I think it was. When um, Jose Mourinho led them to a trouble. It was ages ago. Ages. Yeah. And Goran Pandev is 37 years old right now, and he's just scored his 100th goal. 100th goal in Europe's top five leagues. Oof. He's baseball. scored in, he's played, yeah, in all of these leagues. And He's always remembered fondly. He just scored a hat-trick. I think he became the oldest ever player in the Serie A to score a hat-trick when he netted uh, three against Benevento. Um, and he's, he's just great. And obviously, you have uh, a few other players um, in the North Macedonian team. But, you know, they've reached this tournament for the first time. He's played a pivotal role in all the qualifications. I'm going to. i don't think gonna... I'm, I'm going to give him a straight nine. I'm gonna give him a straight nine because, obviously, he he knows he knows the whole rigmarole. He's been through all of these top leagues. He's scored. He knows how to get goals for both club and country. And I just like a good story. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rate Goran Pandev. Oh, well, you you
1: match my rating for Burak Obama. So I'm gonna wholeheartedly back you and say a nine out of ten for Goran <laughs> Goran Pandev. Let's move to um. Ukraine, now, where I'll take it off because this is a bit more of a slightly serious one, Ritik. I've kind of left you in our, in our yeah. pod notes with a bit of a small bit of info. So you you, you introduce it, what I've written down.
0: Well, so um, Alex has obviously uh, written down Andrei Pyatov, a uh, 36 year old player for Shakhtar. He is the uh, quote unquote historic captain. Um, you know, safest, safest man between the sticks. Uh, But Alex has also said slash Alexander Zinchenko. Now, as a lot of you who might be following the Premier League know that Zinchenko is pretty much Pep Guardiola's preferred man at left back. And he is doing fantastic work, both in the Premier League and in the Champions League. He's probably the best player in that team. And as much as i despise best players being captains i think there's a fair argument to make alex um tell us a bit more about uh this zinchenko inclusion
1: yes because Zinchenko, i'm erratic about this actually at the moment um zinchenko is being used by manager andrey shevchenko as a midfielder um he's combined his old attacking instincts with defensive instincts and he's recently been made captain and this was following one of the last appearances he made in ukraine for uh, in in 2020 where he played against Germany, he made a bit of a bad error, and he received death threats from Ukraine fans, which is generally, look, I'm not from Ukraine, but it feels generally a little little unnecessary, because Ukraine have never, for context, they've made it to one World Cup before, they've, in the last two Euros, they've accumulated one win, and zero draws, and uh, (laughs) I think ten losses, or eleven losses, sorry. So they've been a nation of pretty much disappointment. But Zinchenko, Zinchenko made one error against Germany, and I think it was literally just UEFA Nations League He received death threats for it. And uh, Shevchenko seems to have responded by this, and he's made the 23, at the time, now 24-year-old, I believe, cap- uh, the captain of Ukraine. And uh, they, he deserves it. Yeah, and he's they drew every one of the games he's captained, um, which is pretty decent for Ukraine, because their record's they're a little spotty. I think it was an interesting move. Um, obviously, it's really hard to judge him at the moment, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a six out of ten. But I thought it was an interesting story.
0: Yeah, six possibly going to a seven, depending on if Ukraine win a game. Um, yeah, uh, but from uh, one young and sprightly, we're going to old and injured uh, because we're <laughs> going to be talking about. We're going to be actually be talking about the Netherlands. Um, there is obviously the big elephant in the room, the six foot five elephant in the room. Known as Virgil van Dijk. Um, there are rumors that he'll be fit for the Euros. Although I can imagine um, Jurgen Klopp coming straight to Frank de Boer with a knife. Saying, don't you dare touch Virgil. Let him rest. You guys don't have much of a chance in the tournament anyway. Don't take him. Um, obviously, if van Dijk isn't there. Um, there are a couple of people who will lead the Netherlands. I know Alex has written down uh, Dali Blind. But... Um, Georgina Wijnaldum has been given the captain's armband um, in Van Dijk's absence, uh, and he he's not had a good season. I think um, the last the last campaign he had with Liverpool a year ago much 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 better, but um, I don't think the Netherlands are very short on leadership figures. Obviously, Dali Blind has captained Ajax before. He's um, kept the armband on a number of occasions, but they do have younger leaders like Matthias du Ligt, They've experienced players like Memphis as well as Stefan De Vries. so it's it, it's hard to say, Alex. Um, you know, we we've talked a lot about the Netherlands. I mean, who who would you like to see, you know, wearing the captain's armband if Van Dijk doesn't make it?
1: Um, I think I think Van Alden I think Van would be a nice spot because he, he he generally, it's weird for his nation. He feels like a big fish in a small pond. Where in Liverpool, it's the complete opposite. So it'd be nice to see him. The uh, lead nation of the captain's armband, and if it's Van I'd like to give him. I'd like, I'd like to give him a seven out of ten.
0: Oh, I'm giving a solid six. Solid six.
1: Solid six. Okay, <laughs> solid I'll, six. I'll I'll take it to our penultimate group, and we're gonna go to Group D. The whole we haven't <laughs>
0: finished with Group C yet, Have we Alex. Not? Have we not?
1: Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Much, we... much,
0: much, much like um, much like everybody at Bayern Munich, he has forgotten about Al- Alaba and Austria.
1: Ah, I see what you did there.
0: Well, not so fast there, not so fast.
1: Yeah, forgive me please. So we will touch on Austria. Um, I couldn't find the, the uh, an official captain. I believe it's Julian Baumgartlinger from Leverkusen, who started 12 mm. games this season. I think he's been injured and missed matches. Um, so when he hasn't played, I think it's been David Alaba. Um,
0: yeah. Much, much like Zinchenko, Alaba plays a plethora of positions. I believe for Australia, uh, Austria, sorry. He plays at central defensive midfield and or left center mid. He is not really in the defense, but he has slowed down. He has had injuries. Um and he's still a very capable player. I, I don't like I don't like the amount of slander I hear on Alba's name. I really don't like it. Um and I think he's a good leader. Um he's proven that for Austria before, you know, he started off as a very young age. He's Alex Alex, do you believe he's only twenty seven? Or I think twenty eight.
1: Wait, David Alba's That's only twenty eight.
0: Yeah, that's how long he's been playing at the Jesus. highest level. Jesus, he's
1: like the reverse Jesse Lingard.
0: I know, right?
1: Oh my God!
0: Um, and he's wow. gonna—he's gonna move to Real Madrid, I believe, this season. His contract makes... runs out at Bayern Munich.
1: I thought he's in his early thirties. That move all of a sudden means means a lot more to me now for Real Madrid. Damn, I didn't realize that. Oh, based on I was gonna give him a five out of ten to annoy you, but. Just for the fact he's Benjamin Button in disguise, I'm going to give Alaba, assuming he's captain and Baumgartlinger and doesn't really play, um, I'm going to give David Alaba a 6 out of 10. I'm going to give him a 7.
0: I'm going to give him a 7. I think I think he has it with, within him to give um, Austria the, their moment.
1: Okay, now we're going to move to a funnier captain in Group D because I'm picking the nation from Group D, our penultimate Group critic. We're going to oh, England man. and we're going to Harry Kane aka i have written down the worst team talker of all time um that's come on lads let's do it
0: come on lads let's go out Uh,
1: yeah and that's 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 the safe version because he always adds the word fucking in between every word um because uh, because i think he thinks that he thinks that makes it like you know dramatic and inspires his nation um if harry kane's captain in england um I think they're going to be a bit devoid of you. Tell you what, Rettick, England are really devoid of like anything like exciting up the top. Like I know you have got Phil Foden and Jack Grealish, but you who have they got to look up. They've got to look up to Harry Kane, who like I mean
0: okay. they've got they've got a couple. I, that, that's a bit slanderous. They've got they've got Jadon Sancho.
1: Oh, right, Jadon Sancho, but he won't play because it's Southgate, and he'll he'll start he'll start Grealish and Mount up front. No, he'll start Mount and Sterling up front with Kane.
0: So I, I, I'll i tell you I'll, I'll tell you what I feel about Harry Kane and uh, England though I'm sorry sorry to cut you off. Harry Kane is the captain that England deserve as long as Southgate is the the, the manager. He's the one England deserve. Honestly, I hate the fact that he's captain and the best captain choice is unfortunately injured and is probably going to miss the tournament and that's Jordan Henderson.
1: Mm. Yeah. I and so. in
0: in Henderson's absence, Harry Kane has adopted this persona that I'm the most important person. I'm going to lead by example. And l- let's be honest, he might have won the Golden Boot at the at the at the at the World Cup. But Jordan Henderson was running that team. Jordan Henderson was the one telling Delhi Ali, and Lingard to stay in their defensive positions and attack. He was the one who was helping out the centre-backs by screening them. He was the one who single-handedly tried to take on Rakitic and Modric in a semi-final of a World Cup, and he came out trumps probably 50% of the time. I, I, I think Harry Kane, go on, Harry go Kane on. is one of the worst choices for captain. I don't like him as a captain. I think it's too <laughs> much pressure on him. He needs to be there to score goals, and that's all he needs to be burdened with.
1: Yeah, and I was going to give him a 4 out of 10, but we do have to remember we have to minus a point because he didn't square it against Croatia. So it's downgraded to a 3 out
0: of 10 as well. Yeah, I think I think 3 is fair for Harry Kane. Uh, after, after the whole Amazon series, yeah, 3. He doesn't deserve more. Go on, um, give me the next one. <laughs> going on from one undeserved, uh, undeserved captain to a deserved captain, uh, we have uh, the land of the golden oldies. They have Croatia. And their captain, uh, former Ballon d'Or and golden ball winner, it is Luka Modric. No, no,
1: no! Don't read uh, out that description. Read out my description of Luka Modric.
0: Alex, Croatia. semicolon Luka Modric, old and decrepit.
1: <laughs> Thank you. you
0: this continue. is all because Conte Kante uh, Con- outran him, Dendi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you uh, thought he was uh, finished.
1: Yeah, he, no, he's not. He's not finished. It's just Zidane. I'm a little annoyed because Zidane's being called a terrible manager, even though he spent the entire season dealing with Tony Cruz and Luka Modric, two players who literally can't run. And that's not even just happened this season. Like, I, they, Luka Modric is still on the floor from when Frankie Dion floored him in the oh, 18 19 Champions League. But I I, I, I I, feel like Croatia is set to fail a little bit this this year. They're going to go down a bit and probably get to the round of 16. Uh, I, I'd like to pace through Modric quickly on my side i um, will give him a 5 out of
0: 10 i'm going to i'm going to give him a 7 i'm going to give him a 7 solely on his heroics in the last um, in the last tournament i think he's a great player i think when again as we've said so many times before a, a different a different ability comes out when you're playing for your country and that definitely is there for luka modric
1: okay let's go to the Czech republic um, the captain of their team is vladimir darida from hertha berlin um, he's thirty years old. He won the Czech Football of the Year in twenty seventeen. You can tell I was, I was having a lot of fun looking at these. I, there's there's one interesting fact. He broke the he broke the the distance covered record in the Bundesliga, and in twenty twenty. And then the next game he broke it again. So he's clearly much, he's clearly a workhorse. Uh, I was reading into him about. I think he's very well respected in the Czech Republic. Uh, based off yep. of that, and I, I always like a midfielder who covers a lot of ground. I'm going to give him an eight out of ten, Ritic.
0: Yeah, um, when you have an engine in your team, whether it's for your club or your country, I think it's I think it's a great thing. Um, Leading and by it really example. helps. Leading by example, definitely. Um, and I don't um from whatever I've seen of Herta Berlin, it's not it's not it's not a headless chicken run. He's running to cover for his fellow teammates. He's he's running to break lines, uh, running with and without the ball. Um, And it's just good to see he doesn't tire. He has the stamina to go the distance. And that's what you need. That's really what you need in an international tournament. And to be fair, you know, when he was told about uh, breaking the record, he said, it's a nice statistic, but I would have rather had a goal and a point. And that's the right attitude to take, I feel. Very much, very much. Because we can... We get, we get, yeah, we get very caught up in the statistics, but it's the actual players who know what, you know, will bring the most joy to them. And it's, it's, it's rarely the numbers.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Should we cover the last team in Group D? I know it's your favourite nation. Take it away.
0: <laughs> it is Scotland. And uh, obviously when we were talking with um, Get German Football News' is...
1: Tom Fenton. I feel like Tom referenced him. Referenced we We referenced him every podcast. we reference
0: him a lot. Um, and uh, I was bring, bringing the point to Tom about uh, Scotland and uh, Germany and basically saying how Scotland have a lot of more natural leaders. And uh, he agreed, actually. But the leader who is fairly out of all of them is Andy Robertson. Um, had a tough season at Liverpool. He still com- he still contributed where he can. And I feel like out of the Liverpool players, he's the one who's been diligently doing his job, unlike his um fellow fullback uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, Robertson is a good captain. Scotland have reached that first tournament since I believe uh, England '96. And um I think it's I think he he is he's the proper you know archetypal hard man. He's a shithouser. I don't like. I don't. I don't like it when United come up against Robertson because he always has those tackles. He always has that blood and thunder in him. But that's exactly what Scotland need. What'd I mean, you rate him? But... What'd I give him a solid eight. Give him a solid eight.
1: I, I, I'll match that. I, I agree as well with your point of blood and thunder. My my favorite memory of Andy Robertson was in the 1890 season. When Liverpool stopped City's unbeaten season, and Robertson began a press at the halfway line and chased the ball. All the way back to like the to the left back zone for City, and it, it, for for moments he felt like he was running faster than how far City could pass it. It was very fun to watch. Um, wow. But yeah, I'm an eight out of ten. Kick, do you want to kick kicks off our final
0: group, Group E? Oh my, um, we're going to start off with, obviously get the get the tougher one out of the way, it's Slovakia, because neither Alex nor I know who's actually going <laughs> to be the captain.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's not, we. you guys know, we do a lot of research on Eurorosh, but I, I mate, if someone can at me and tell me who the captain of Slovakia is, I'll be impressed, because Google says it's Marek Hamsik, um, in the recent games it's Girand J- uh, Kutcher, and on transfer marks they don't even list the captain, I've not seen that before. Um, so, Marat Hamzik, I know playing in China. Uh, Kutcher, I've heard of him on FIFA. Um, yeah, I, 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 I say we give him a DNF for it for not being clear enough. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Let, let, us let, give him a DNF. I love, I love Marat Mar- Hamzik, former Napoli captain, big man. Um, yeah, but that's, that's 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 about it. It's a solid. That's dump. about it. Solid. Dump. It's a solid diff. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll I'll take us to Sweden next with another player who's um, boring and fun at the same time. Sebastian Larsson. Yes, really. The 35-year-old Sebastian Larsson who was tearing it up for Sunderland is the listed captain for Sweden. Usually it's um, Andreas uh, Grankvist, but he's made, I think, two appearances or four games this season in the Swedish league. So I don't think he's playing. Um, But yeah, it's... Seb Larson. Um Ritik, I think we should just give him a lower rating simply because he
0: hasn't retired yet. Yeah. Yeah, that I I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Well, we yeah. we say
1: this now, watch him score an absolute thunderbolt for free kick against Spain. But um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'll, I'll give him a four out of ten. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely agree. Go yeah, on, you definitely.
1: take the one of the last two teams, go on, you you take it um I'm, I, i'll take
0: spain i'll take spain because alex has written sergio ramos old dickhead um I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna i'm gonna argue with that because um sergio ramos is the last the last of his kind he is the last of his kind um obviously dickhead. when no uh, <laughs> uh yeah I'll, I'll i'll tell you why because um Sergio Ramos is an, his is, is stats, his stats sort of confound everything he does. Um, and I'll I'll tell you why. It's because uh, Sergio Ramos has, within his Spanish career, won two Euros, one World Cup, all three back-to-back-to-back, uh, been part of, like, the most, you know, prominent Spain and the most prominent um, Spanish team in history, probably one of the most prominent Real Madrid teams in history. And he's been the centerpiece of both those sides. And he has scored a remarkable 23 goals for Spain. He is currently the top scoring player for Spain who is still actively playing.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know the rating's gonna be high. I I say old dickhead kind of in tongue and cheek because he's like, he's like, he he always wins. He's like he's like the big team. He's like Bayern Munich. Like you're jealous of how good he is, and he's mm. a. An, uh, but I think it's worse because he's not like he's not like a Philip Lahm where he sort of gets on with being one of the best defenders in the world. Like it feels like he wants everyone to know that. Which in, in if, if I was a Real Madrid fan, I'd love, but I'm not a Real Madrid fan, so I dislike. But I'll match whatever rating you give.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give him I'm going to give him a proper 7. I'm going to give him a proper fair. 7 because he has a big challenge where there're not many experienced players in the team and he's the last of them. He's literally the last of them. I don't think I think just him and I'd, I'd, go, I'd go
1: I'd go 8. I'd go 8 or 9.
0: 8 8 it's eight, eight, fair. It's fair. I don't rate Spain so it's fair. They- um, moving to the last Moving to the last one, um, it's uh, the single greatest forward in world football right now. It's uh, Robert, uh, four goals against Real Madrid, Lewandowski. I would Alex, say Alex has written superstar, best captain.
1: I would say I would say uh, yeah, I wrote that because I, I mean I will say I hadn't written down Group F yet and I forgot Ronaldo was in this tournament, but still I I think it's a fair fair to argue. The Robin Lewandowski is the best captain at the Euros. I think he's better than Harry Kane. I think he's better than Cristiano Ronaldo. The other names below that, like, like Hugo Lloris, and, but, but, and Manuel Neuer, but I, I, I think Lewandowski, if not the best captain, he's the one who's in his prime. Um, I don't know what you think of that, but I'd like to give Lewandowski a 9 out of 10, but overall in quality, I think he's the best captain at Euro
0: 2020, slash 21. Um, I'll say this much: I know at the last World Cup, after their performances, all the senior players of Poland were lambasted by the Polish public. There is a perception. There is a perception within Poland that Lewandowski doesn't give his best for the Polish national team, like he does for Bayern Munich. Obviously, a huge gulf in quality when you consider their teammates. But. Um, there is a bit of lethargy that's associated with Ravnowski. Yes, he scored 66 goals for Poland. 66 goals is an absolutely ludicrous number for anybody to score for their country, for sure. But um, there's, this, there's this perception that he doesn't take uh, the Polish uh, national team as seriously as a captain as he does take Bayern Munich. And, I, and I, I think that's a bit unfair because he is doing his best. There's only so much he can do as the captain of Poland. Um, and it's a big job. It's a big job. Obviously, the other, uh, when when he's not playing or he's substituted, Wysak Szczesny um, usually takes the captain's armband. And he's been a bit more, he, he's more of a beloved figure in Poland. Um, so there is that question mark over Lewandowski. I'd, I'd, I'd give him a solid seven or eight. Again, another lead by example kind of player.
1: Uh, I think we'll meet in the middle and we'll go with an eight. Eight out of ten for Lewandowski. That is the end of uh, Eurowatch today. We have brought you lots of different facts, whether it's uh, Artem Dajuba um, wanking on camera, or oh, whether whether um, whether Lewandowski is liked or disliked in his country. And also, please, if you do know the captain of Slovakia, we would really love to
0: know. Please add us it. at euroexport underscore all caps.
1: And, uh, or at Rizik J. Sakar. Please don't forget your own Twitter handle. But yes. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, and that will conclude your watch. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.